0: Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Smith, spiritual muse and artist. Let's make it happen. Hi! Oh my gosh, my first podcast. Thank you so much for your patience. It's taken me a little bit of time last year to get things figured out and the systems set up to have this podcast ready. But here we are, it's 2018. And if you don't know, I have chosen two words to guide my work and to bring me always back to a soft, neutral, well, not even neutral, really a soft, inspired, wholehearted place. I've been doing the one word for four years. And then last year, 2017, I did two words, which were date and write. And I did do a lot of writing last year and some really amazing stuff with my dating life, which we can talk about sometime. But for this year, I chose two really great words. And if you haven't heard, those words are play and create. And so today I wanted to introduce the podcast. I wanted to share with you a little bit about my two words I wanted to 3rd tell you a little bit about what I'm doing for meditation. And fourth, I want to leave you with a quick, well, it's about five minutes, um, a little idea for maybe a meditation this week with me for you to use to stimulate the intention that I've always had of make sit happen. One of the reasons behind the podcast is I reached out to my online tribe, people who are subscribers, uh, an email subscriber, insider list subscriber to my website, viralmindfulness.com. And from there, I asked, how best would you like to engage with me? And the unanimous vote for the different options was through a podcast where you could have access to me speaking in your little ears. And a place where there's meditation exercises, a place where I can actually sing and play piano and interact with you that way. But I guess some of you like to hear me actually talking to you. So that's one of the reasons. Also, I do have a goal of learning how to do awesome, like online projects and podcasting and the whole setup and mailing this out regularly it was something I wanted to learn for my day job. So for those of you that don't know, I by day work uh, and run my own business called A Squared. And what I do is I help um, awesome entrepreneurs with their website projects or their social media, specifically Facebook and Instagram. And I have um, clients. And so if that's something you need help with, you can always hit me up with a message Um, But here at Viral Mindfulness, my intention is to share music and mindfulness and to talk about creativity and to talk about compassion and to talk about the deep, subtle parts of life. For those of you also that don't know, I spent my first 10, 11 years as a working adult as a licensed clinical social worker. So I have a master's in social work from the University of Utah I finished that in 2003, and um, then I went on to work in Salt Lake City, Utah for 10 years in social work and made a big change and wanted to shift things up and move online, and I wanted to also apparently choose a niche as a clinical person and focus on meditation and mindfulness. So that brings us current, and we can talk about a lot more of that along the journey. So let's get into number two intention for today's podcast, which was my two words. Um, i found for me that I often have so many goals and ideas and I always had so many intentions and used to be a big vision board person. And I found that if I could choose for the year one word that I always come back to, so kind of like the pillar or the foundation, a well, so to speak, and I'll get into the well more metaphor in just a second if i can choose that and identify that for the year it just kind of guides like a north star or a lighthouse or a mantra the decisions that i make it's really magical and so i started doing two words last year and i decided okay cool we'll do two years two words this year and so the well metaphor is something i read about spiritual life which this idea is is that Um, We we draw deep down inside the well, like a well for water or a well that plants and growing items on the earth might reach into for nourishment, that it's really important that we have a couple wells to feed us and sustain us. And we live in a time where there's like so many options that we quickly start drilling and drawing from a new well. Oh my gosh, this is a path. Oh, this is this program. Oh, this religion oh this teaching oh this person's brand and here I am doing my brand viral mindfulness (laughs) Um, just a side note because it's funny Um, so inside that well and inside the propensity currently that we have to continually change The spiritual idea was laid out for me. This is actually John Kabat-Zinn in a book I read called The Path with Heart, which is fantastic. And in that idea was choose a few wells for your entire life and keep coming back to them, keep drawing from them. And from there is great spiritual wisdom because at different seasons in your life, you'll return to a well and you'll learn lessons and and echoes and reflections from that same process so I made a decision that I would have a handful so to share a couple with you music is definitely one um, I took 20 years off from the piano and came back to the piano when I was in about 40 years old that's been so so interesting that process prayer meditation art specifically now watercolor, I keep coming back to watercolors, um, and we'll just stop there. And so perhaps it's an invitation for you to think about where you're drawing from and what you could return to. You know, Sometimes returning to something that has helped you before, a spiritual practice or a well, so to speak, is a very smart place to focus today, this week, this month, to get you unstuck to help you figure out the next step. It's like, oh, I've done this before. And this time with this grief or this situation about my job or my new relationship, I will use meditation as a means to explore. And it develops really interesting muscle, I think. So my words for this year are play and create. And play came from hearing some, Um, podcasts from Alan Watts and actually an audio book and he threw out the idea and it really struck me hard about if we could turn our work into play I was like that's really amazing fun was definitely one of my words a couple years ago and um always coming back to what's the fun thing to do was super fun and so i wanted to have two contrasting words one was to play and based on what watts was saying was can you make your work more playful i thought you know that's interesting for me because a lot of times the work that i do the job the daily grind with websites and marketing online it can get really intense and there's always it seems like a shift like there's a new way to do something, Um, there's a new update, there's a new algorithm in Facebook, there's a new platform for websites. Oh, we should use this focus and strategy. And I often find myself in a situation where I don't, I got to figure out, take a class and do a tutorial and like, you know, read some directions about the next, you know, how to launch this, how to figure this out. And sometimes I can feel, I tap into this feeling of, Oh this is so hard and this is so frustrating and I thought what if I always come back to oh my gosh this is just play this is <laughs> let's make this a game how can I figure this out fastest how can I get to the solution quicker by the end of the afternoon you know I will reward myself you know with my friends and my relationships like let's play you know life is hard it enough being in a space of maybe talking or criticizing other people you know, let's play. It's a really an interesting idea. I have this friend, a new friend in my life that I met in August. And we only see each other, well, we see each other like once a week for several hours. And we usually play like we're actually literally playing the piano together. He's a musician and a writer. And we, we talk about those items. We, we laugh and we do writing exercises. And it's really fun. So play for me has a lot of layers as well, and also playing the piano. So you can bet that I will definitely be sharing some music this year with you. And the second word was create. Now this one has a very important meaning for me. I tend to consume a lot of stuff. And you know, last year, I started noticing at the end of the year, um, I'm online for a lot of my work, and it's very easy to get stuck and go down the rabbit hole. And to get into a thread or a post or social media. And before you know it, you're like, wait, how did I get here? Consuming stuff. And so the idea is I want to create versus consume. Have I created my podcast? Um, Have I created um, a, a song for my recital and concert? Have I created a conversation with a friend? Have I created a piece of art have i created some new opportunities for working with clients that are a better fit for me have i created a space to connect with my divinity for this day to set the tone for the path um have i created like an experience versus just taking and inhaling one so I love it. And it's interesting because last week I started the conversation online um, and a few people responded specifically on create. So I realize a few of you responded that this is an important message for all of us. And so thank you for those that responded. I just wanted to share a couple ideas that they sent over because I thought, wow, this is really great. I can relate to this and it really fits with what it's about so I'm just pulling up one of the text messages so one of you sent over this I love your word Alexander create wow this is really powerful if you think about it create and how you can apply that to your life the possibilities are endless right I love that about you Alexander thank you I feel like you have always been so creative and just dance to the beat of your own drum. You create magic and I love it. I'm so excited to see what you create this year, Alexander. And so that's amazing because the possibilities are endless. How we play today, this week, what we create. And if you can find a connection to what's important to you or a connection to what God, the divine, higher power, the universe, whatever your um, definition is for that power that's greater than you. If you can connect to what that divinity has instilled in you, to me that's a really powerful place. You've been set here with a personality that has very specific qualities with a soul that's eternal and real and connected to everyone and all that is. And if we can learn to tune our ego and personality to the divine within us, the divine that we are, that to me is powerful. And that's what I'm doing. I realize now that I've always been in this spot of, Being a happy, joyful, creative person. So thanks user, I'll keep some anonymity here, for sending that in. I'm excited to see what happens this year too. Listen to what another user said about create. Uh, Tribe member you who, pulling this text message up, I just wanted to text you, Alexander, and tell you that I was just listening to your live Instagram video last week, and I love how you talked about one of your words of the year is create. This year, I have a project that I'm going to do throughout the year, and it's been so hard for me to start something like this because I'm so caught up on it being perfect. So this year, I'm gonna focus on just letting go of that and creating what I'm capable of creating this year. You have been a great example of someone who creates tons of things and doesn't get caught up in the little stuff. Just thought I should share that with you. Isn't that great? So thank you. The funny thing is, is I do get caught up in all these things as well, I understand. And I've been, been creating stuff online and doing a lot of this stuff for almost seven years now. And um, I've been painting you know, for 10 years well actually like 13 and I just started at the basics and um, so it really does take some time sometimes and I'm happy to have this conversation inspire each one of you to find the music in your life to find the connection with divinity and to share that because I'm telling you from my life things have just transformed being in this space so My podcast was one of the things I wanted to do to create, and here we are. I'm so grateful for your time, and I want to be respectful this morning while I'm recording early in the morning. You're listening to this when you are, but I wanted to be respectful. So those are the two words. Um, I've told you a little bit about the podcast and why, Um, and I just wanted to move into part three and four. Today's just going to be a short introduction part three was meditation and what i'm currently doing and four was giving you a link to an awesome little teaser of what's coming your way a little meditation sort of mantra that you can use this week so meditation for me i've been meditating since uh 2001 to 2002 i was living in downtown salt lake city i was going to graduate school in social work at the university of utah I was working at a restaurant in downtown Salt Lake City, a steakhouse, um, and that was the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City, which was super fun, by the way. Um, we did meet a lot of athletes and cool stuff. I actually met Michelle Kwan um, and served her dinner party the night after the final program when she had won the silver instead of the gold, and it was really magical. Um, and. In that time in graduate school, I was being exposed to a lot of different therapeutic ideas and of course mindfulness and meditation, specifically guided imagery, was offered to me and I really found, I was very curious and interested and so I started doing it myself and I still remember the very first night I used a guided meditation where I tapped into someone else's imagery exercise at the time, it was this audio CD, and um, we didn't have the internet and the search stuff like we have now, and all this awesome information, which is so great to have. And I used this woman named bellruth Ruth Naperstack. She's a licensed clinical social worker, and she had CDs that were like 20 or 30 minutes, and you'd push play, and I was doing one specifically on anxiety, I think. Maybe it was anger. No, anxiety, worry, and stress. I'm not really an angry person yet, but that might show up in my later years. And so I still remember looking at the ceiling, laying in my bed, knowing that I had to be in that space for 20 minutes, and it freaked me out. I was going bananas for those 20 minutes. I tapped into whatever stillness and... Uh, just it was hard and crazy and emotional but since then it's been an active part of my life a well that I continually draw from and I'm currently reading a book on passage meditation where I use a short spiritual passage and I memorize it and I use it in my meditation for periods of the 30 minutes that's the time I meditate now and i'll use the passage uh, as kind of a mantra to bring me in and keep me present to showing up to the moment that's currently in that minute of the meditation and so that's what i've recorded for you today Um, it's a really cool um, idea from um, Lao Tzu it's from eastern philosophy and buddhism Um, and it's really beautiful, and so I'll include that here in the link for you. So here are a couple thoughts to guide your meditation the time this week and to perhaps use with this included short passage meditation that I've recorded. Um, The idea is, one, just be present with whatever shows up. And so try to detach from the result. Like for example, I'm gonna meditate and I'm gonna feel relaxed here. I'm gonna meditate and I'm gonna achieve enlightenment. I'm gonna meditate and everything's gonna be figured out. Just meditate because you feel inspired to do so. Meditate because you wanna learn how. Meditate because you now believe that there is science and spirituality that supports that This is a very helpful practice for a lot of reasons. Meditate because you're curious. Meditate because it sounds, it feels like the path. Just do it and show up to whatever shows up. And so the second idea, just start and finish. Uh, Start, push start on your timer on your phone, whatever the time is, 5, 10, 15 minutes. And then it will beep when you're finished. And so then just go into it. A third idea is, I like this one, I've talked about it before with some of the individuals I talk to through client work, or in person. What if you look at meditation as a warrior pose? Sometimes I watch people looking at meditation as a um, a relaxing place, which is fine too, because there's lots of ways to enter into meditation. But the idea is, is that you're looking at the meditation as this is a very difficult pose, like it's hard to meditate. It seems like it should be very simple, but it often brings up some very large scenarios for us that we avoid. And so what if you look at it as this is the warrior's pose, like you're doing the most difficult pose which is to sit still with your body, try and sit still, try and sit upright and alert, and try and just be quiet and listen or be quiet and be with just whatever shows up. And in any given session, you will observe a lot of stuff. And so then the last idea, number four, is begin again, start again. Anytime you're spinning off, you're in another world on another to-do list, you're all of a sudden feeling guilty about whatever you're fantasizing about, where you're headed tomorrow, you're feeling worried about your finances, just begin again. Come back to the breath. Listen to the passage link meditation I'm including. Whatever you need to do, just remember that a lot of coming back is start again, begin again. And this is a really good metaphor for our lives. How can I today start fresh knowing that yesterday I made a really big mistake? Like I really made a mistake yesterday with my partner and you know I shouldn't have said those mean you know critical comments to them or I messed up yesterday at work and I totally messed up a project or you know whatever it is for you today every day any given moment I like to look at the day as afternoon evening and morning shift because it gives me three opportunities to really look and look at stuff And then between those three shifts, I have morning time and nighttime, which morning I do a lot of special things for myself. And then nighttime is getting off my device at a decent hour and, you know, just being engaged in winding down. And um, so those are my thoughts for you. Um, I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen to my first podcast. Um, You can... Listen to it. You can share it with your friends if you'd like. Um, Down below, uh, right here, you'll find a little bit of summary and links, and you can find a specific shorter version of this passage meditation. So in closing, I want to just share with you a thought from this book that I'm reading. The book is called Passage Meditation by Eknath Iswaran, It's a complete spiritual practice, learning how to train your mind and find a life that fulfills. And it's a man who taught meditation at Berkeley. And I like to try different um, meditation modalities or structures for my meditation for different periods. So I'll probably be working on this for, I imagine, a year. Um, And it gives me opportunities to just fine-tune my spiritual well and practice of meditation. But this quote comes from his book, and it says... Um, we must adopt behaviors which turn us away from our dependency on what lies outside us to the serenity and the goodness within our own being. So again, we must start to adopt behaviors which turn us away from our dependency on what lies outside of us. He gives the example money and things, awards and positions, pleasures and comfort, selfish relationships and power, and we must turn away from those and our dependency on those to what to the serenity and the goodness within our own being. I know for me, meditation is a very substantial practice and behavior that turns me in towards my own being and the serenity and goodness that's there. I know when I started meditation, when I turned in, it wasn't always serene. Even still, I meditate and it's not always serene. But what I do know is that this is a a very rich, robust practice which continually stimulates spiritual growth in my life. It continually adds a capability and muscle and strength for me to be much more present and aware and much more of an observer in some of the reactions and strong emotional things that show up for me in my life. I'd love to hear any comments or questions you have here at the blog. Um, I also wanted to share one last story of a tribe member who reached out to me this week to call on the phone, a friend here in Orange County. Uh, He knows I'm working on a podcast. He knows I've got meditations coming your way, guided imagery, exercises. And he said he would love to have that. And so thank you for that, friend because it has not been inspiring me to get this pushed out into the interwebs. And here we are. But he called this week to check in and to share with me a story about a meditation he had this week. And he didn't know that I was listening and emotionally responding. It brought tears to my eyes. I was so moved by the fact that in my life this week, This friend of mine is calling to share a meditation he challenged himself to do. He said, in part, because of me talking about meditation. And that's super fun and interesting to get that reflection in the mirror. And then the story you shared to me, tribe friend of mine, about how you chose to meditate in a stressful time during your day, and you felt the presence of God So strong, reaching in, almost like a hug and an embrace. It just was very meaningful. And I'm grateful that I got to listen to your report. And of course, I'm totally grateful that this is the life that I've chosen to follow, which is to participate in these conversations of music and mindfulness, creativity and compassion. It's what I made a decision to do. So thank you for joining me today on this first episode of Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. And you can expect these coming every several weeks, at least once a month. And be known, let it be heard, that Viral Mindfulness Mondays, you'll have fresh installments of the blog. This week I'll be posting awesome pictures of the artwork that I created in December for some of my family and friends. So check that out at the blog. All right. Um, All my love to your next mindful moment. And I'll talk to you soon. Let me be your muse to music, mindfulness, creativity, and compassion over at my website, viralmindfulness.com. You can also find me regularly throughout the week over at Instagram. That's also at Viral Mindfulness.